to FMDT, a special segment uh, where we are bringing a uh, Wall Street segment to you exclusively, uh, independent of our normal episode. I'm joined here with Steve, as usual. Hey, hey. mate. Yeah, good. And we've got a special guest on board, a trading expert, self-proclaimed prophet of the league. Welcome on board, Cam. Thanks for having me, gents. It's uh, great to be back. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since we've uh, had a chat like this together. Absolutely. And we've had a lot of trading happen in the league, Cam. So we needed someone that really were, knew what they were talking about and probably someone that was involved in the majority of these trades, let's be honest. Yeah, I've got like the most experience like uh, from the mag- most magic trades to the most tragic <laughs> trades. So I've got a lot of experience I could... Uh, basically remember <laughs> we can't see what we're going to talk about today perfect all right so we obviously have the big ones which were the big sellout but before we get to that we're going to look back because um, it's been about two weeks since we talked about trades um, and cast our mind back i'm just gonna uh scroll down here so you guys can have a look i've got these all prepared we're starting with a trade from back in may the 19th jordan degoe traded from your uh, into your team cam uh for chris main and jared Pollock. just give us a little bit of insight on what went down here yeah basically uh i went with the trade strategy of going right i've got a hole in my team uh i need this whole field aka a ford and uh i was prepared to pay overs because uh, a good ford was uh really hard to a draft b trade in and see actually just uh, pick up from someone else. So, so what made you think that Jordan Ngoi, averaging about 50-odd at the time, I think, yeah. was, was going to be a good forward? Oh, because things needed to change. Mm. Things needed to change. Like, um, there was no way they were just going to leave uh, Ngoi just uh, deep forward and just getting 50 points. They would have either A, had to drop him, or B, move him into the midfield. So a bit of a chance, retrospectively. And I thought he would be moved into the midfield more than being... Um, uh, let you know, let go into the VFL because if he was let go in the VFL mm-hmm. imagine all the noise oh Degoe's going to another team yada 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 so a bit of a calculated risk well fair to say I think this one's worked out pretty well for you so far so that midfield move has happened it's and going okay yeah, yeah. I, I like what Main's doing for Alec it's really really good which is nothing in the last, last what are you week? talking about he, he got around about like 123 oh yeah 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 he did he did have a good game, game. <clears throat> but he had yeah. two good games in a row he did 123 games. Games. yeah yeah, yeah. No, I was very impressed with May when he went over to Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was just like, oh, Shiza. Yeah. But um, and then, but, but then you've got he's lifted, and they're still being quite cautious on Pollock. And mm. you know, who knows? Maybe Pollock and Dugowie might play in the Collingwood VFL together one day <laughs> <laughs> this year. All right, good little insight there, Cam. Um, let's talk about uh, some of. Uh, a little bit more recent trade so we're talking about this thing this was two weeks ago now Dangerfield uh, was traded away from uh, Millsy's team uh, his first round pick uh, obviously injured at the time um, only now coming back and he got in exchange Liam Baker and Brandon Parfit uh, Millsy also um, gave up picks 20 and 22 and Richard uh, gave him pick 15 and 24 so a bit of an upgrade for, Mil- for Millsy there as well what do we think of this one I'll start with you Cam I think Millsy's living in the past a bit. I think Patrick Dangerfield, yeah, he could still get a, over a ton. He might still get, still get about 100. But with his age and just you've got Sean Higgins in that forward line as well, I don't think he would be quite prolific enough. Millsy's the one that gave up Dangerfield. Oh, was he? 
Oh, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. Okay. What number is he? Richard, you're we've, got a, of, we've got a one eighty here. Yeah, 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 Richard, yeah. you're in a bit Richard's of Richard's in the yeah. <laughs> So I, th- I think Richard, like you know, just I I, I personally wouldn't go for. It. I think like you know, uh-huh. just yeah. Again, living in the past, you wouldn't have ever done that trade for Dangerfield. You weren't interested in Dangerfield. No, no, not interesting. You're saying he's past his prime. Oh, hundred percent. Interesting take. Yeah, St- Steve, do you concur? Uh, I think this is a pretty fair trade, but I don't think Dangerfield's past his peak, really. I mean, sure, he won't win another Brownlow medal, so in one sense he's past his peak, but I think he'll return this week and he will average around, well, kind of role-dependent, but, yeah, if he's mainly forward, he'll probably average over 90, and if he's mainly midfield, he'll average over 100 for the rest of the season. I think I think this was a great trade for uh, for Richard. Actually, yeah, I was a, a, a very well. You know, you're saying the opposite. Richard got dangerous. <laughs> oh, Richard. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, my bad. So, so Baker. <laughs> I'm glad we've got you on the show again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. So, the trade expert. No, no, no. Yeah. So, so Baker was playing in the midfield. I don't know what happened last week in terms of his. He hasn't played in the midfield for the last two weeks because the good guys came back. There's been some people the coming back. The whatever's. And, what, and that's what I liked from Richard, that he was selling high on Liam Baker. He had got a couple of, maybe 100 or yeah, a yeah. couple of tons. Yeah. Um, was getting a lot of midfield time and definitely sold him at his peak. Good time to sell him. But remember, we talked about that and you said, oh, well, will he leave the midfield if he's done such a good job there? And I said, well, you know, there's Prestia, there's Cochin, there's mm. Edwards. There's... So I think he's going to be pushed out. Yeah. But he's definitely one to watch maybe next year or the year after. Sure. Brandon Parfit, what's happening with him? He's... Is a centre? Is he playing as a midfielder or is he playing as a forward? I'm pretty sure he's playing as a centre. He definitely hasn't got a position addition which he would want. Because no. um, he's just scoring in the which 70s, came out just 80s, after as, we're, as we're recording. So he's not doing too badly. No. Um, yeah. So I, I like it for Richard. I think Dangerfield was a good get there. It's always. I think it's always good when you get one elite player for two. I suppose more more. Yeah. Yeah. Average players. Um, and it's just funny because Richard was at the bottom of the ladder basically when he did this. So selling a pick for next year, and he's really you know uh, banking on getting into the finals. Yeah, I think that does raise questions about why he's downgrading his draft for next year mm-hmm. when he's bottom of the ladder. But mm. I mean, Baker's actually scored seventy two eighty five the last two games. He may not have played midfield, but he's still scoring pretty decent for for. Would he be a, like a potential keeper? Like when was he drafted? I'm not sure, but I don't think he's round 18. He's round 18. He's round 18. He's round. Oh, 18. he's round. Yeah, that's a beautiful okay. Keeper. Very, very stand corrected there. Yeah, so maybe good for Millsy's uh, future. Oh, any any kind of facts that you can keep as like round 18 that yeah. like uh, are worth the golden, I reckon. What do you think about teams that are at the bottom of the league, like Richard? You know, getting a danger field has to wait for him. He's injured. He's not contributing anything to his team. He's gotten rid of two players. He's not yet in finals contention. Why would you get a player like that? Yeah, I, I just think it's kind of like there's more calculated risk in regards to getting uh, two players that could possibly get a ton rather than just like one star player that could um, consistently get a ton. So, over. so you prefer to get the two players rather than the... Oh, 100%. Ah, cool. yeah, yeah. I, I think if you're in the middle of the table, um, that, that trade would look much better. This is why we do so many trades, Cam, because mm. I feel the exact opposite to you. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's a perfect <laughs> trade partnership. <laughs> All right, we should move on from that one, guys. Um, I think we're um, at a bit of a crossroads there, actually, so that's interesting. 
We've got next trade up was uh, one that you were involved in, Steve. So you um, gave up Josh Caddy and got in Hayden Crozier. Um, this was just before the uh, buyers. Mm. Um, no, sorry, it was um, the week before the, the week buyers. Before the buyers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I had Josh Caddy ready to go against me. So I know all about that one. Um, and what, what did you think in retrospect, in hindsight, about that one? Uh, well, I was happy. I am still happy with it yep. because mm. I was absolutely desperate for a backman that week with a few players out, Hunter Clark and someone else. Um, and he scored 111 in that first game and Caddy scored 108. So mm. it was very close, but I needed a backman more than I needed a centre. And then last week, Crozier dropped to 68, but Caddy dropped down to 60. So both weeks, Crozier and Backman's outscored Caddy. So I'm fine with that. I'm happy with it. Any thoughts on that one, Cam? Oh, it's just like, just classic dummy move, isn't it? Just go, yeah, I'll just like pinch this midfielder from the free agents. Hey, who can I point him off to? Oh, yeah, Sahil, how you going? So um, I gave message, a message to Sahil about this, saying like, oh, it's probably just not the best uh, <laughs> best result. But, you um, ragged on him for it. Did you really? Day. Yeah. Because uh, we'll, go, we'll get on to the next trade. Which <laughs> sure. That ties into sure, it. sure, we will. But uh, I think his next trade was much better. This one, I was just like, oh. Two, two steps forward, one step back. All right, I think it's pretty two pretty low key players, regardless. Yeah, so it's not hugely important. Not hugely important. Let's go on to one that was pretty big, uh, which was Sahil giving up Adam Trelaw, and he pitched this in um, on on the Facebook page. He said, "I'm looking for offers for Trelaw. I don't know if either of you two gave him anything or no, talked no. to him about that. No, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> He's out for so, a long time still. So maybe the only offer to come to him was from Nick, and he promptly accepted it. Brandon Ellis, he got. And he also uh, gave up a pick upgrade to Nick. So round 11 for Nick's round 15. So I thought the pick swap was interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe a bit unnecessary, but I guess uh, Nick wanted some insurance on, uh, on, the, on the trade. So he's kind of going to win either way out of this one. Um, I, I, I think Trelaw's out for a really long time. And Cam, this is probably the kind of play that you want to get into your team. Um, oh yeah, love by 68 weeks. <laughs> Bring him on. Yeah, but I, I honestly would not have been willing to give up someone as good as Brandon Ellis. So I actually think that Sahil got a really good deal out of this, um, despite the draft pick uh, downgrade. I still think um, Brandon Ellis is probably the most underrated player in the uh, the competition, just in regards to points. Um, he uh, Sahil traded him in. Instantly got like around about 130 or mm. something like that. Did, did you listen to the first like four weeks of this podcast? We couldn't stop talking about Brendan Ellis. We raved about him, but as a yeah. general point, I think you're right. He yeah. is still underrated. I mean, he was drafted in round 12 this year. And he plays for Gold Coast, so he's yeah. not Yeah, no one really wants Gold yeah. Coast players, etc. But yeah, I think this was a good trade for Sahil, despite the fact that he was giving up a draft pick, despite like being bottom of the ladder or close to the bottom. But it was actually worth it for Ellis. Because, yeah, Trelaw, six to eight weeks, you know, Nick might not make finals. And let's say Matt Rowell gets back into the side. I reckon his uh, scores would be much more consistent. Which is interesting because Nick, I know, thought the opposite. So I think that was one of his selling yeah, points. Yeah, the Rowell that right ball. Okay. He thinks Rowell will get some of the ball that Ellis is getting. But it really depends. Is Ellis on the outside benefiting from Rowell winning the ball on the inside? I believe so. Or will it actually just make no difference? Well, time will tell. Rowell's back this week. We'll be able to tell very, we'll very, very shortly. Over the next few weeks. Yes, absolutely. 
All right, so I think we're all pretty much in agreement on Sahil winning that one. Um, and the final one before we get onto Brett's trades was uh, one that you were involved in, Cam. Yep. So you got yourself a, a fabulous injured player in Devin Smith to sit on your bench for, I think, uh, four weeks at the time? Three to four weeks? I mean, only two the Now, this is the thing. So if you look on the injury list, he'll be back next week. Well, yeah. I think okay, and you, and you got weekend. him well, yeah, last... Two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So yeah. at the time, three weeks of... Three weeks, yeah. Three to four weeks. Including the buy. Mm. Um, and he gave up Caleb Sarong. So one of your Frio boys. Um, any... Was that, was that hard to do? Uh, it, it was, actually. Because if you look at Sarong, um, he was that he was that guy that, on, on a good game, to get around about 120 and get those possessions. But I don't know. I just think those... Um, I mean, like, he might as might get them now actually because uh, Fife is out of the midfield yeah. so it might actually work out very well for Millsy um, but again I've got a, I've got a hole that I need to fill and when it comes to finals I need some good force to rely on so I think that's a fair trade yeah fair enough um, was that one that you proposed or one that Millsy proposed to you I proposed it yeah, yeah. and was there any back and forth there um, so I basically I like trading with Millsy because he listens to logic. So I gave him a bit of a spiel, which is like, what was going to happen? And he just went, you know what? I like that logic camo. Let's go for it. And uh, I got the required result, which is nice. Did he or did you just propose that trade and he couldn't click accept faster? <laughs> <laughs> what did, what's wrong with Devin Smith? It, it was actually pretty fast on the Monday morning. Yeah. What's wrong with Devin Smith is the fact that he hasn't really scored well this season, um, in my mind. Okay. Um, I think I think he is playing, he's not getting midfield time, which yeah. is where his scoring will come from. Will this work out now for Cam because McGrath got in? It might work out a little better because of McGrath, but... But Dylan Shields also coming back. So, you know, well, one goes Christmas out, one, one comes in. Too. Shields still three to four weeks away. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So Devin Smith should play. His the next floor game. is still around about 50, 60 points. And so if that's his floor, I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, but his ceiling's probably about 80. No, no, no I think he got like around about 100. A little bit earlier on. Didn't we, we, he got we got a stat man on it. In round three, 113 in round three. Yeah. But since then, he's only got one score over 80. So he got 89 against Carlton in round yeah. 7. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Devon goes with McGrath out. But I I actually don't mind this. I kind of go, well, okay, take out Smith's injury game. He's averaging probably about 75. And Sarong's averaging about 77. Is he? Okay. So you yep. kind of go, well, that's all right. Ford is more valuable. And I'm seeing a real trend with you, Cam. You're getting all these forwards. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. as I said. Stockpiling. Like yep. And uh, if I need one, I don't mind paying a little bit overs for him. Okay. Yeah. Especially when I've got like uh, some midfields. Which is good to know for anybody that's got forwards out there, which is basically nobody. <laughs> Absolutely, man. They're a real rare commodity. Um, all right, let's get on to the big ones. So, Alrighty. as we know, Brett had a real fire sale um, during the week. And... You can't believe it. Can't believe that Brett did a fire sale. I just, I, just, I think um, Steve and I kind of agree that he just did it way too early. Well, let's talk about that. All right. So before we actually start talking about the trades, um, he did go early. It's probably one of the earliest um, sell-offs that we've seen, especially for someone that wasn't at the bottom of the pack. So he was sitting, um, you know, sort around of eight or ninth. Yeah, around eight or ninth, around there. And he just decided that he's too many wins out. He hasn't got the points scored. I think effectively he was three wins with the low points four yeah. out of making the top six mm. um, with round about what nine nine rounds left in the season yeah yeah so you'd have to make up three wins in nine rounds so is that the time to call it 
No. It's a bold call because buys are such a, a X factor and they're like their buys, the buy rounds, anything can happen. Like yeah. I, I was mm. probably top going into the buys. I could go 0-3 in the buys. I really think I might. And so can anyone. Yeah. Like the top team can go 0-3, the bottom team can be lucky and go 3-0 and or 2-1. and So I think there is scope to make up two wins uh, in the buys against a team that's a bit unlucky and um i i yeah and i wish we knew uh whether because brett obviously had a had a win um with hindsight now and so he's improved his position in the league um whether there was any regret from him about doing that and i did actually uh try and get in touch with brett ask him to come on the show but he uh declined to comment so um how about it guys we can say whatever we want about it it's <laughs> right for replies gone <laughs> I just think it was too early, but yeah. in a, in some ways, it's actually maybe it's just a really ruthless sort of bold call to go. You know what? I've got shit points for mm-hmm. just cut it, cut it away. Get massive up draft upgrades, massive keepers. Um, yeah, this could set him up for an actual premiership tilt. Because yeah, he could have made finals this year, but was he going to win the premiership? Maybe mm. not. Mm. And maybe this is a very like you know top two or nothing because at least you get money for coming second um so maybe he thought well yeah maybe i could have scraped into sixth but would i have won money from this season probably not whereas now he probably is in the box seat right now for next year like Mm -hmm. if i had to decide a favorite at this point in time brett is my favorite because he's got the draft upgrades he's got he's in the box seat for the punishment for the year that's for sure sure. he's got in the box seat for that too but yeah. yeah You know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he's doing that proper. Which is a point that we'll have to circle back to, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like he's always drafted pretty well as well. Yeah, like right at the start, he's always he had like drafted a pretty well. good team to start off. With. And this year, he chose a lot of injured guys, and that really mm. did set him. And back. we knew that, and that's why. Yeah. But we still thought that he'd come good eventually. Exactly. But maybe he, he was, like, he was to looking to get a few to, more wins under his belt. I think he started to <laughs> lift though over the last four weeks, and then and then he decided, no, nah, it's too much to overcome. Hi boy, he's made his decision. One of my gripes with this, and oh, might be a little mild rant about how these trains went down, but was the fact that he decided to sell out. But I think that he he was acting like the deadline was approaching on that day. It was a real fire sale. Yeah. Within three hours of him saying, yeah. I'm looking at selling out, his plays were gone. He was picked clean. You know, the vultures had circled. Everybody had picked the carcass clean. Yeah. But I just think it was too quick. I think if you're going to do this right, then let people give you a few offers and you'd probably be able to get a lot more out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Put your intentions out there. And I think you're also probably going to actually annoy a lot of people. So I think he might have put a few people, you know, got on a few people's bad side. Because if you went online in those three hours, I know I was annoyed when I got online and I noticed that all the good players are being picked clean. Yeah. Because it was like, man, I probably could have bettered some of these offers. I, I, I saw the message come through at 6 p.m. or whatever and I just assumed that this would happen over several days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, maybe you'd put an offer out on Monday night or whatever it was and, you know, things would evolve over a few days um maybe even a week or two mm. i didn't think it was like i am selling all my good <laughs> players tonight best offers by you know 7 p.m eastern standard time which is almost it, it wasn't even the buy. he just turned into mr bankrupt <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's oh players right. will be sound fast <laughs> liquidated that's what he is that's yeah. right that's right mm. yeah i think people would have enjoyed actually having the chance to try and pitch a few more offers at him so, On the other hand, it kind of does annoy people, or maybe it just maybe I'm speaking for myself. 
where you're kind of just in those really protracted trade negotiations for a long mm-hmm. time and you're talking to multiple yeah. people about the same players and you you sort of I, when you're on the receiving end of it and you know your bid is being used to leverage another person's yeah. oh it's great that's what you do yeah of course as the seller that's what you do but as the buyer you're like oh that's so annoying <laughs> I've had enough of an offer come in yeah <laughs> <laughs> whereas this yeah. at least was very maybe it wasn't transparent the mysterious bidder suddenly appears yeah. like the 13th hour yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess you know I, I, I think he the only thing he probably should have done differently from a not pissing us off point of view would just be like because <laughs> you got to keep us happy Brett <laughs> I think it was just like I'm taking best offers today oh, yeah. so we knew that it was actually urgent yes I think, I think that should have been stated yes because yeah. I think he didn't my, my insight into it is he didn't want to play favourites he didn't want to have a lot of offers and have to choose between to choose people between offers, yeah. yeah so it was just like if he got a reasonable offer he was happy with he took it yeah it's kind of uh, honourable in a way. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, I was just about to jump into these, but I'm just yeah. looking at like the uh, the timings of them. So like 817, 818, 847, yeah. 941. It was like an 11. The majority were done pretty quickly. And then the Sam Walsh run was probably the only one where he actually got multiple offers from yeah. me and you, but, and, and yourself, Cam, obviously. Mm. And I, my offer wasn't no, I think I can do better. And it's like, okay, we'll propose like counter offer, but yeah. you know, maybe I was well off the mark, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't like giving up many draft picks because I like to be competitive every year. I actually get more enjoyment, unlike in the real AFL where you want your team to win the premiership. I think I get more enjoyment out of being in finals every year and winning every five or six years than being bottom, being top, being bottom, being. Uh, yeah, interesting. Because it's not like you're guaranteed to win a flag every two years. Hmm. So that's my personal view. I prefer not to sell out. Or sorry, I prefer not to upgrade my team and give up for next year. Mm-hmm. I don't mind selling out to an extent. Like, like, like you probably year. have a more enjoyable year in that case, right? Yeah. Because, yes, you're you're winning the majority yeah, of matches. you're winning the majority of the games. You're yes. making it into the finals. You, you, you get to watch win. the footy you and, and, and you get to follow it. Yeah. Follow players that are actually doing well. Yeah. 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 Give up on a whole year, yeah, it's tough. And I might have only won one flag, but I've won, you know, most overall <laughs> points or runner-up or whatever. Sure. Like, you win other prizes. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I just enjoy that. Mm, good job. Um, so was that a major reason why you didn't get involved in these, Steve? Because obviously yes. your name is one of the ones that's missing. I do not like giving up big draft picks. I'll give up mm-hmm. picks in the teens or whatever, but I don't like giving up top 10 picks. Oh, we, might, we might get into it when we talk about the specific mm. ones, but were there any trades that you thought, oh, I probably would have done that? Or were most of them just like, yeah, that's probably more picks than I would have given up? Uh, look, I think the biggest one is the the, the one with Crouch, Stewart, Gaff, maybe Maybe not that one because they didn't involve Because I can't, yeah, I can't picks. match yeah. those keepers um, yeah. that, that Max offered up. There's probably, I, I'd say probably the trade with Millsy, and, which was around 12 for 25, and the trade with you around 16 for 26. Those are the two kind of trades that I would, yeah, be in the market. Four. All right, fair enough. All right, let's let's jump into them. Um, uh, let's not spend too much time analyzing every single one bit by bit, but let's just say which side we sort of like there, sure. where we think maybe Brett could have got more out of it or not. So we'll start with his very first trade was with Nick. He gave him James Cousins and Tom Hawkins, and he got in exchange Lockie Shorts and Mark Murphy. And now I think for a lot of these, not for all of them, but for a lot of these, the plays he got back aren't particularly important. I don't mm. think Brett was focusing on getting 
good players back unless yeah, they, unless, unless they were keepers. keepers. Correct. Yeah. Um, so we'll look at the picks, and Nick gave him pick ten and thirteen next year, and Brett um, in exchange for Brett's eleven and sixteen. So we're talking about like a four round. Two of, minor upgrades in the middle rounds. Minor, yeah, relatively minor. But I, I mean, I do think those, uh, like you kind of look at, you might not look at the players that Brett got, but you do look at who Nick's upgraded. So Nick's True. upgraded Schultz to Cousins, um, and Murphy to Hawkins or, or whatever. And I do think that's worth four 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 rounds. One of your old boys, Cousins. How good is Cousins? <laughs> any any <laughs> side that Cousins yeah. is on is the winning side. <laughs> yeah. Well, so why'd I, you give him up then, Cam? Oh, it wasn't, wasn't playing yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't. No, you're right. No, I think I like Nick's side of this one. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. I genuinely yeah. do. I think it's two two upgrades, you know. It's hard to compare a C to an F, but yeah, I think Cousins is an upgrade on Murphy and Hawkins is an upgrade on Schultz or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it'd be so really interesting to see what Murphy does on the side of the um, season. If yeah. he stays a sub. Or... He may not even be in the best 22 anymore, yeah. so I think it's a big upgrade for Nick, really. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think you had to give up too much. So yeah, yeah, pretty nice one there. Um, do we think okay? If we're saying it's good for Nick, are we saying then that was bad for Brett? I mean, he's given up two not elite players and got some draft upgrades, so it's not bad. It can be win-win. Like, mm. He could have. So it's not a bad yeah. little upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For maybe two players that weren't completely consequential. Mm. Um, all right. Well. <laughs> The next one's the big one, really. The next one's probably the most controversial one of the lot. Because uh, it involved Max. And Max got himself a pretty good deal here. Uh, he got Brad Crouch, Tom Stewart, and Andrew Gaff, an absolute army, and gave up uh, Josh Dunkley, uh, keeper in the seventh round uh, next year, I believe. Uh, Isaac Humming, keeper in the 18th round. And just a little steak knives with Blake Akers tossed in there so you could get rid of him and not have to worry about starting him again mm. I could see how he's like trying to build for the future and he, and Brett can make an argument just going yeah I've got two keepers and Dunkley and Cumming um, whether that adds up to the value of Crouch, Stewart and Gaff it's pretty hard to argue that it would especially when there's no draft picks in this trade mm. either I think that's the thing that blows my mind yeah. most yeah, that Same. shocked me. I yeah. was waiting for it to pop up. Like, I know they're good keepers, but Stuart's a good keeper as well. Don't yeah. forget the Stuart keeper value. Whether Max uses that or not, he's around five keeper. He averages like 99 as a backman. So I actually think because Stuart's such a good keeper, I would say Stuart's probably as good a keeper as those other two guys. Yeah. yeah almost, at least almost. Yeah. So I'd um, love to hear Brett's take on this. Yeah, because I, I I think Max won this trade convincingly because yeah. Max should have had to give up a high-ish draft pick thrown in as well, as well as those kids. Yeah, I agree. It definitely should be a, a draft like a pick, so, draft so that you pick. know that his draft is a little bit compromised. I think that's what's a bit irksome about this one is that it doesn't seem like Max actually lost anything for for next year or for this year in particular. Obviously, Josh Dunkley he probably would have kept, but. And he is a good keeper. Mm. Like, there's, I don't think there's any denying that he's a good keeper. He won't have forward status next year. He'll be a centre only. He's currently averaging, averaging 115, though, if he yeah. does that next year. Averaged 111 two years ago. Yeah, amazing mm. keeper. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what he's got in exchange for me is just... Um, it's 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 a, enough to make him the title contender this yeah. year. Yeah, it's a league-winning trade. It is a league-winning trade. Yeah. But he's given up a very good keeper, Dunkley, and coming... 
also has a lot of promise 18th round keeper yeah true so, but it's not anything for Max to give up because he's also got lucky Ash, Ash as well yeah so it's kind of a bit of a like for like there yeah well I think we all agree on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright Max with an absolute steal yeah we agree with that alright Brett you could have got a little bit more um should have come to us <laughs> uh, alright so Cam you got involved in this one so Mitch Robinson and Yo travel to your side and you gave up Trent Cochin and um, Zach Jones Let's no, I, no I didn't tell, tell, tell me about oh that. my god wait, okay, this... wait 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 Zach Jones isn't in Brett's team anymore what <laughs> okay so did you give up Zach Jones I got back from work and <laughs> um, I'm just like just got my phone in my car and I see all of this happening I'm just going what the heck is this and I'm like oh, okay well I'll try, I'll try and see look at Brett's team and see what I can pick up I'm like oh Zach Jones is going to be a fast healer like, that's not going to be too untoward and Trent Cochin you know he had a Zach Jones matches. is going to be a fast healer based on what <laughs> dude he went from 8 to 10 weeks around about 3 weeks ago he's now 3 to 4 6, six to 8 no he's 3 to 4 yeah, yeah. it's pretty damn yeah, recovering well shaved yeah. off 4 weeks amazing so I, I, I go back to my place and go to my friend's place um, just about half in this half an hour kind of um, period so I have a shower I'm thinking about it I'm like oh yeah Trek Cochin sell him on the high and then I went oh yo that'd be fantastic he's just come back from um, OP yeah and then Mitch Robinson oh, I'll take a punt on that so and I also got rid of uh, someone that was on the intro list yeah so I went duh, duh, duh. done okay the trade went through and before I had to go to my friend's place, I had to go to one of her favourite ice cream places in Gucci Street. So I'm trying to find my park, and I park my car just in Gucci Street. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, no worries. Um, well, I might just have a look at the League Over debut and see what's, um, what I was having. I'm like, Zach Jones has dropped, that's mental. And so I just went, ah, boom, boom, got him. And I just pissed my pants for about five minutes straight. <laughs> I, I, that was the funniest thing that has ever happened to me in this league. <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked. I don't know. I think this is a a glitch. How can a player who's traded in and be dropped? You want to to tump a rat? How how does it not go to restricted free agency? How does it go to free agency, not restricted free agency? It's a good question. I think it is. I think that's a quirk of the rules. I I think it is as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's. I think it's a similar thing to what happens when if you pick up a free agent and drop them straight away. Yeah. They don't get restricted. But that's fair enough because that's to stop people just churning through free agents, making sure people don't pick up anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But this is not like that. This is a trade. Yes. But obviously the system treats it that way. The system treats it. I didn't know it was like that either. I don't think we've ever seen it before. This is a. Because how often does someone want to drop someone they just traded? Exactly. <laughs> so this is when does that ever happen? This is a league first robbery. Highway robbery. <laughs> so, so so let's read the trade again. So Mitch Robinson and Elio for Trent Cochin. Excellent. Great. Yeah. And I think when you look at it <laughs> that bank. way, it's really good. It's fantastic because Cochin is probably about where Yo is at the moment. Where Yo is coming back from injury. Cochin's, you know, old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and also being a little bit injury prone. This yeah, yeah. let's not forget that Cam gave up his round four pick, right? Right for, for twelve. That's so, a big, so, so that's big a, pick to give up. It is. It's as big a pick as you can give up. So where so does Robinson sit at the like? Where is he for the rest of the year? Is he averaging a hundred? Is he averaging ninety? I think he'll probably be averaging around about that seventy mark. To be honest, now just with uh, Neil coming back. Okay. So you've got a guy 70. who's averaging you 70. You think Robinson's going to average 70? That's not even startable, really. No, it's not, not really. Yeah. yeah. So you might as well drop him like Zach Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so really the trade becomes Elliot Yo for Trent Cochin. And... 
Cavs fourth round pick for Brett's fourth round pick. In which case, it's a fantastic trade for for Brett. But he he was going all right. Yeah, I don't know. I actually kind of think Cam gave up too much now. (laughs) With the the round four pick. Well, like if you think if you think Robinson's going to average eighty, what do you imagine Yo's going to average coming back from OP? Hundred. Yeah. What, yeah. do, what do you think he's going to average, Yo? I think Yo's going to average around 100. Like from the now, injuries. from the moment you trade him in until the end of the season. Yeah, he'll find Absolutely no way. Yeah. Absolutely no way. Look at his hip swinging again. Yeah, I'm smelling an FMDT bet coming on. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll ponder on that one, Cam. I think I think if Cochin and Robinson average the same, about 80, then Elliot Yo has to average 100 or at least 95 for this to be worth a fourth round pick. For, so therefore, yeah, you're basically banking on Robinson averaging 80 mm-hmm. and and Yo averaging over 95, maybe even 100. Yeah. To make this to make this fair for a fourth rounder. Yeah, that's doable. Robinson, no, sorry, Yo. All right, this is a stupid bet, but it's great. If Yo averages over 100. Mm-hmm. Well, whoever loses this, right? You're saying over 100, I'm saying under 100. Okay. The loser of the bet has to learn one yo-yo trick and perform it at next draft day. Oh, yeah, deal. That'd be... From now or from when the trade happened? From now. Uh, from, from now. From, from now? We'll go from now. No, from when the trade so happened. Said, no, Obviously you, you, from you when the trade happened. You can't do this past bet. That's too retrospective. You, you just have to do it from agreed. <laughs> but also... I'll so still agree That 61 it. doesn't count because... He had come back and played one game before this trade. So the 77 counts. All right, we've had a handshake. So yo, yo, yo. Get your yo, 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 yo tricks ready. Yo, right. yo, gangster. All right. So 77 in 66% time on ground. That's not bad if he gets that time on ground up. One yo, yo trick. Yeah. All right, coming up. You just you, you think you've already won this. Yeah, game. and I'll walk you like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you around the world, mate. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Alright So in conclusion Do we like this Sound a bit romantic Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> so really much of a threat yeah. Was it <laughs> so, Is that you have for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> It's only one I know Alright <laughs> right. So Do we think Brett won this It sounds like you think he Brett won this After but. I didn't think I was going to be able to I was going to be saying that But after we've analysed it Yeah I do think that Brett's actually done quite well Even though one. Cam got Jones But I don't back. like the fact that he gave back Zach Jones yeah. I think he should have at least waited <laughs> I love it At least waited If he was going to drop him Just at least wait until he's going to become a restricted free agent And maybe Brett didn't know that And Brett didn't know that Because yeah. no one knew that Yeah Yeah the prophet knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming. And he was sitting there for like nine minutes, dude. Oh, Zach Jones just all on his own. Anybody could have got him. so funny. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. All right. Let's move on. I think we spent a lot of time on that one. Well, uh, we've got three more to get through. So, uh, what's up, Doc? Ian Mills' team got Paul Seedsman and Jack Darling off uh, the sellout Brett, and he gave him Jamie Elliott and Darcy Tucker. He also gave up his 12th round pick for Brett's 25th. Um, what do you think about this one, Camo? I'm liking Seedsman. Um, I'm loving Seedsman. Yeah, it's just been fascinating to see like how he's just um, transformed himself like from the wing and now he's just like in the competitions like uh, like Keys and Lair, which is great. Um, darling, I, even though he's probably the most match-winning four that West Coast has, still still pretty inconsistent. Mm. Um, Jamie Elliott, I mean, blinder of a match last week. Um, 
But uh, yeah, six goals straight. Yeah. Yeah, and you compare that to Aaron Norton, he kicked like what? One goal six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, other and players. players did like. Jackson. Tex Walker got pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. So Darcy Tucker, he, he doesn't get into the side too much. So I think. Um, well, he, well, but he, but he, well, he does. He's so now he's, in the side. He is in the side. Oh, he did miss yeah. games early. Yeah. He was only because he was injured. He has actually made it into the best twenty-two. Like, oh yeah, he was injured right at the start. Of the year. He was injured at the start of the year. Tuck the fucker. As soon as <laughs> that's right, Tuck the fucker injured. But as soon as he came back, he's been best twenty-two. He hasn't scored well, but maybe now a five out that mm. is actually better. But obviously, nobody knew that at the yeah. time of the trade. Average so. is sixty-nine as a center, pretty poor. Yeah. But we've also got our own shaky player, which is Shaky Blakely, yeah. <laughs> who is, I think, in the same kind of vein as Tucker. So oh, yeah. okay. it's just it's just kind of hard for the, both of those two kind of like break in. Um, so yeah, I mean, like Seatsman's great, but I, I guess yeah, if you use the logic from he hasn't dropped off though, and I think that might have been a lot of people might have expected that, right? Seatsman's mm-hmm. not going to keep it up all season, but he has. He's been he's been right up there, one of the crow's best. Yeah, mm. yeah. So if we use your logic, like um, for like the last trade. I guess Brett's done pretty well for himself again. I really wanted Seedsman actually, so I was a bit annoyed that that one went through. I think that's um, I I'm saying this one's good, for, quite good for Millsy. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I mean Millsy's got. I mean, I don't know why Millsy is doing this when he's low on the ladder, <laughs> right? Like he's giving yeah. up draft picks to improve his chart, but he's he's now eleventh. I guess he was probably tenth or ninth before this, but anyway. Well, isn't that quite interesting? They're both in the same kind of like um, ladder position, and they've got both. Looking at completely different outlooks, outlooks on the season. But but nonetheless, I think Seedsman, you're looking at it and you're going, Seedsman's a 30-point upgrade on Tucker, close to 30 points, and Darling's probably what you're expecting to be a 10, 15-point upgrade on Elliot. Mm. Obviously, it wasn't last week, but I think that's huge. That's 45 points a week, potentially, and didn't give up a huge amount, round Mm. 12 pick. So I think that's good for Millsy. Strategically, I don't agree with Millsy getting getting rid of draft picks though, because he's in the bottom four. Mm-hmm. But if you so, ignore so, the strategy of it, I think which is funny because the yeah. earlier trade we were discussing was Richard giving him a draft pick upgrade, um, and now he's given up a draft pick upgrade. So he's sort of balancing, Maybe he's leveling it out. Yeah. yeah, but I guess that what he got from Richard was small compared to. Yes. So are you, are you saying that uh, Millsy would be worse off making the finals? He's more likely to make <laughs> finals this year. We've been yeah, there, but does that make him more worse off for next year? We've been there before. Millsy being worse off making the finals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, last year. I, I just think it's interesting that, um, okay, like maybe he, he wants to make finals and that's, that's worthwhile. But yeah, I think it's just interesting someone in the bottom three giving up a draft pick for next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we'll move on from that one uh, to the next trade between you and Brett. So that was Cam and Brett. Uh, Sam Walsh, you got Walshy boy for Adam Chera and Harry Cunningham. So this is what I was lo- alluding to before. So like it, it kind of depends on where you are at the ladder. Um, so even though I'm top, I, ha- I have been on top like at this stage of the year and I've not made finals. That was like around about like three years or four years yeah. ago. No That's way, you still, that, you still remember that, Cam? Oh, yeah. man, <laughs> <laughs> <Stop> me. <laughs> Especially when I was doing my Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Like, who shocked you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just plummeted. Yeah. Um, so it's that kind of thing where like, okay, well, I'm, I'm kind of um, in the top six. Um, I can therefore afford to sacrifice 
two above average players for a really really good one which is interesting because it's not what you were saying before exactly that's what I was alluding to so bottom bottom of the ladder like um, don't do that but, in the mid- <laughs> but, in the, but if you're oh, in the middle ladder, so right, right. Uh, or if you're if like you're in the top bit like you want that elite player and you're willing to get rid of two mediocre ones or you're not, well, not better than no, mediocre yeah like above average but like yeah. obviously not elite yeah 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 but if yeah. you're near the bottom, you'd rather the two players who are... You want yeah. to take more calculated risks, have a few flutters, and just keep on like making moves at the bottom. But at the top, just um, reduce your moves a bit and get the elite. Now, yeah. Harry Cunningham has been on a rich vein of form, and is there any worry there that that's actually going to keep up? Oh, I don't know. I think we've all been in the Cunningham boat. It comes to picking him it's up. It's been about yeah. five in a row now of... of Decent scoring. Yeah, yeah. it's been now. I can't believe yeah. it. So he's, he's six in a row, even seventy-five plus for the last six games. Oh no, he's dipped below sixty-two, but he also had one hundred and fifteen. So mm. that's a pretty solid five-round average. Have you got his last five average there, Steve? Um, I don't, but I look look at it and I think it's around eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty solid. Yeah. It's it's same kind of thing, just like. Um, but I mean, it's Sam Walsh. Just so. like with Chris Main, or like with like Mark Blitzschaus, even you know I've. I, I can sacrifice um, a couple of those defenders if I know I've got like um, Perryman or Cage. How Perry loaded Man. are you for defenders, Ken? I know, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I love it so much. <laughs> doesn't even need a, my Blitzabs in his team. Um, Alright, so we've seen you become, uh, give up another big draft upgrade here, and you were really the one that was the only person that was willing to give up draft picks inside the top 10 um, for uh, Brett's players. Which is probably why he went for your actual offers. Because I had a little bit of insights that I also put in an offer for Sam Walsh. Okay. But mine was a something like my 11th for his 26th. Mm. Around that line. And then when I heard that you were interested, I tried and, and upped it a little bit. But he was more interested in the pick inside the top 10. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, you have now given up your 4th and your 6th round for next year. So you're, and you my 5th as well. And your 5th. Yeah. Wow. So you are all in for this year. Yeah, I, I looked at my results this year in regards to like my drafting and stuff, and I was in a, in, a, in the same kind of boat. I think I still had like around about um, draft four, and then but I missed out on like five, six, or seven or something like that, and I ended up doing okay. So I might be looking at this with like rose-colored glasses a little bit, but I don't know. I think I've got like more um, more belief in my drafting, but definitely a lot of belief in my trading and just like filling those holes when I need to. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't stop now. You're on a roll. You gotta yeah. It's gotta see it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you have? so we have four, fifth, and sixth gone. So yeah, you've still got your seventh, your eighth, your ninth to deal with. Oh yeah. You need you need something for keepers, mate. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I'm not going to get rid, rid of my eight, ninth, and tenth. <laughs> All right. Maybe seventh. Just the seventh. Just but, the seventh um, people. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so who do you like this for overall, but Oh, um, I like it for. I was willing to give up. I thought my offer was quite similar to Cam's in value. So I reckon I like it for Cam because I think Sam Walsh is a really good piece to get. So, mm. so yeah. you don't trust Cunningham? So his, his five-round average is actually 87.8, higher than I thought. Oh, wow. And Chera does have that injury-affected game. So he's averaging 81, but you take out that really early injury he got against Adelaide, he's probably averaging more About like 90. 90. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of go, well, 90 and a guy who might average 80... Mm-hmm. For a guy who's averaging what 110, mm-hmm. well, that kind of like uh, feeds into the next trade that we got. 
yeah it does involves chera as well it does so chera's so chera's there i finally got involved um this was a day later than everybody else so yeah yeah so well because i was trying to make an offer for sam walsh but you got that one in just as the day's trading closed from Brett. <laughs> 11 p.m. deadline yep. or Snag one in the bag. <laughs> and then when it opened up again the next day, I was I was really, you know, I slept on it. I was pondering. I had dreams about who I might want to get from inside. And I was literally... <laughs> were, were you just like convulsing and shaking your name? I was. I was. But I checked Brett's team over and over and there was just no one I really liked. Um, so I was really glad that you uh, gave him Adam Chero. Uh, Sarah, rather. Because he's, uh, yeah, he was one of the good players that he had left. So, obviously, yeah. So, him and Tabiner, and I gave him Paddy Dow, who I just picked up a free agency, and Will Centerfield um, gave up my 16 for his 26. 10, 10 round upgrade, but obviously quite late in the draft. Um, take it away, guys. What do you think, uh, Steve? Uh, I like this for you, but because I don't, I mean, Dow is a free agent, so basically worthless, and Centerfield <laughs> is. Paddy Wow is not a thing. It's not happening. Yeah. People said it was going to be a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Not this year anyway. And Setterfield is is so inconsistent. He might average 75 for the rest of the year. Like, yeah. He goes up and down between 30 and Even though he had a 90. great game. Yeah, he had yeah, a good game. Yeah. And maybe he's found his place again in a, in a sense. But yeah, I, I think this is good for you because Chariot... Sarah Chariot, whatever, is averaging... <laughs> I know, I don't know. We, we can't make up our minds. Yeah. What, is it, what is it, Cam? Uh, it is Chara. I think it's Chara, Italian sort of name, isn't it? Yeah. And Tabiner could average, what, 80? Is he averaging around 80? 80 plus? Uh, he also has an injury, injury, yeah. injury effective game, and I think, because I looked into both of these guys, Tabs was like 78 off the top of my head, and... I think he might miss this week, actually. He might. Oh, well, and he missed last week, so I, I didn't think I was getting a guy that was going to be missing two weeks, so mm. that went against me a little bit, but... That's right. I'll never yeah. get through buys without. I, I do feel like you gave up not much, really. Yeah, he's just players one of those all. players that um, that I I like seeing live because Tabernacle always moves up to the wing and always gets those uh, marks around about seven and a half. Yeah, but he's, he's, uh, he's not a player that I normally trade in. I hate key key forwards, key forwards and key backs. I yeah. but but yeah, I, I don't normally go for key forwards. And so this is very uh, different for me. This is new territory. But, yeah, you know, I figured there's actually... It's like you're saying, Cam, there's not that many forwards out there. No. Um, there are a few good key forwards. Tabin is not the elite in fantasy scoring for him, but he's pretty good, and mm. he's actually pretty consistent as well mm. for the most part. Yeah. It's very rare that it gives you a real dud of a score. So, mm. um, yeah, obviously I, I like this myself. Um, you like this for me, Steve, yeah. Cam? Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I'll jump on that boat. All right, awesome. Well, I was just happy to be able to pick up anything from Brett. But, but again, that doesn't mean Brett lost the trade because he no. has just given up a 26th round, which is worth basically nothing, for a 16th, which he can get a good player with. Yep. So if you look at it from that perspective of his building for next year, he's done fine with it. And if you look at it in um, conjunction with Cam's trade, what um, Brett has actually done is given up um, uh, Sam Walsh for Cam's 6th round pick to get, uh, and his 26th round pick because I gave him back his 16th round pick so what's a 6th for a 26th? no you gave up your 16th he hasn't given his 16th. yeah he gave his 16th huh? because so he got it from Nick what? Brett's given up his yeah, 16th to Cam and I've oh, given him got a 16th, a 16th back. back I think he yeah. got the same pick back. so there you go yeah. so it's basically what it means is that yeah. this yeah Six, this as a whole becomes to six, 26 yeah. to 6 for the price of Walsh and Jarrah and Tabner 
for a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. That's most of Brett's team right now. Is a bunch of crap. Yeah. 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 I just just one thing as well. I'm just gonna have a look at this. So let's sure. So, Final words. So yeah. I so draft pick. So. Uh, Brett's effectively given away 11, 16, 12, 25, 16, and 26 for 10, 13, 4, 12, 6, and 16. Yeah. Not bad, actually, <laughs> when you look at that Strong in conjunction. Hand. It's not bad. It'll look better once we can actually, uh, once I update the spreadsheet and you can look at his whole haul. But yes, it is It is a strong draft hand. Mm. Um, but obviously a pile of steaming crap for the rest of 2021. Which brings us probably to our final point which is that he is destined to lose the league now. Surely, right, guys? I think he might, he, he surely will, yes. Yeah. He oh, might, I don't know. Must. You don't know? Who's, it's who's worse? Oh, I don't want to say. <laughs> oh, you've oh, you come on FMDT. Because Richard you, started picking it up. So Richard Rich started picking it up. They've actually got some better scores recently. Yeah, so out of that bottom four, how you doing, Shane? Like, what's going <laughs> on? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You might be right. You might wow. be right. Oh, this, that would be absolute humiliation if Shane finishes below Brett yeah. for the year. Yeah. I suppose Mills is in the danger zone as well. Um, he got rid of Dangerfield. Yeah. But then he, who did but he has in? shown more of a willingness to make moves yeah. to try and get himself true. out of there. Yeah, true. Yeah. But I think Brett will come last. Yeah. yeah. I think it's hard to overcome. But us. then again, we haven't had a full sellout from all the other teams. So maybe once people start giving True. up on their season, their teams will get teams progressively get worse. And Brett's might not actually be the worst one there. So you're right. Maybe it's a bit too early to say that he'll be definitely serving our punishment yeah, next year. But regardless, we should definitely all be brainstorming for what Brett should do for us next year. Mm. Yeah. And I'm in favor of him supplying the entire party next year. What do you think, Ken? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll get a couple of like pollies, you know, just to uh, a couple of what politicians <laughs> from Canberra. Yeah, buying <laughs> <laughs> so the party with politicians. Yeah. No, to get get them to the guy like just go, hey, this is like bloody, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like it's Scott Morrison. Cause, like, really, like drafting. You wanted like to get a scomo. Yeah, that's that's his punishment. Yeah, <laughs> that seems scomo. like our punishment. Yeah, I reckon we stuck in a room. <laughs> Within for 24 hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who survives? <laughs> Who walks out alive? Hey, at least you'll be alright with like the um with a lump of coal <laughs> for the free agency picks. That's true. That's true. True. Alright. Um. That's that's a potential option, Brett, but um we'll keep we'll keep working away at that one. That's a little project for us. <laughs> Alright, I believe, boys, that brings us to a wrap for Wall Street. Thank you very much everybody for listening to our special segment that's clocked in at a nice fifty minutes. Yeah. So if you've made it through and your name isn't Brett, then well done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say well done if you are Brett and you're listening as well. 